Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network presents the Contra Dawn Show with your host, Dawn Appleberg. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And today we are going to be talking about what has been pretty much blowing up all of social media, as well as personal phone calls, conversations, and even dining room table events. Uh, The Las Vegas shooter. What I'm going to attempt to do is I'm going to attempt to uh, go through all of the hearsay conspiracy stuff, kind of get it out there so we kind of make a list, and the more outrageous, the better. And then after that, we're going to go ahead and look at some of the hardcore actual facts that we do know, what has been glaringly not said, and then we are going to go ahead and look at some of the holes that still need to be plugged. Thank you for joining me, John. This is uh, this is uh, one of the few times I actually have somebody who's listening in, and I just found out it's because I haven't been promoting the show early enough. So I'm going to start doing that more. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> Um, no problem. Go ahead and go ahead and put a, a, a plug out there for your page, real quick. Hi, Mike, with Survival Wolves on Facebook. Come join us. Yeah, sorry, Mike. I was looking and I thought John had just aired on, and that's why I stuttered because it doesn't look like he's here anymore. So, anyway, mm. so <laughs> Mike is one of our long, long staunch supporters. Go out and, and check out his page. A plethora of awesome information when it comes to prepping, self-sustainment, and survival. So, basically, what we are dealing with is we are dealing with a whole bunch of uh, we, we're dealing with too much information. People is what we're dealing with. We have a lot of conflicting stories. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to go ahead and mute you for, well, I'm going to mute myself because uh wife wants to watch a show, but I'll sure. unmute and step into another room when needed to talk, okay? Sure, not a problem, not a problem. Um, well, what we have been seeing lately when it comes to these really high-profile cases is we're seeing instead of them actually giving us information, uh, as you know, grudgingly, what they're doing now is they're literally regurgitating as much information as possible so that we have so much it buries what's really going down and the important stuff. So back in the 50s, it was called red herrings, basically. They threw out a ton of stuff, and people started looking at all sorts of speculation here, there, and everywhere, and uh, the, the truth was buried so much underneath all the the conspiracy and, spec- and, and speculation that, that it became so twisted that even to this day, there are certain things that we will never know if they're fact or not, simply because um, the, 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 we just, there's just too much to sift through. Well, it looks like the Las Vegas shooter is another one of those. Let's go ahead and, and address some of the, the conspiracy theories out there. Now, remember, when I I'm not saying whether it's true or not. What I'm saying is that it is a theory at this point that has not been proven. It is a conspiracy that we are looking at as a potential. And it may may very well turn out to be the facts. Or it could just be a bunch of people shooting the breeze at the water cooler and, and coming up with their own potential idea to make it work. So 
first one we've heard that this was Antifa. This guy was seen on some Facebook pages, supposedly, uh, before it was taken down quickly, that supposedly there was pages of him showing him at a protest wearing one of those little pink anti-Trump hats, holding a sign saying he hates Trump, he hates Republicans. Um, so, of course, Antifa, we had one page of Antifa from Australia who called out the shooter as one of their comrades and said that one of our comrades has, um, you know, killed a bunch of the, the uh, Nazis and, you know, this type of thing. So people ran with this like crazy. He's got to be Antifa. He's got to be funded by Soros. That's the whole reason why this happened. Okay. Everything that I have seen and everything that I have gone through, and I mean literally hundreds and hundreds of pages I have gone into archives. I have gone into unseen. I have gone to the dark web. I have gone to friends of mine who write the dark web. I cannot find any direct connection with him as a staunch Antifa supporter in so much as he showed up at a couple of, of, of rallies, but he's, he's never supported the Antifa flag. He's never, he's never been seen or even said anything on his Facebook uh, regarding being a member of Antifa or being a socialist, okay, or a communist. So I, I'm going to take that one, and I'm, we're just going to go ahead and put that one in a little box, and we're going to lock it up, and we're going to put it in the back burner. And sorry, guys, I know a lot of you wanted it to be Antifa because that would mean green light for us to go ahead and go balls on to, to take them down. But at this point, we still got the November 4th thing to look forward to, and we're not going to talk about that right today. Second thing that we're hearing, ISIS. ISIS came out almost instantly and took credit for, for this shooting. This one we're going to put a pin in, and the only reason we are is because there's, there's one of three conspiracies, and we're going to talk about those right now. The first one is that this man joined ISIS three months ago, and uh, three or four months ago, and that he had um, converted to Islam. And that he had, within a short period of time, amassed a huge arsenal of weaponry, had managed to move it to this hotel with the shooting area in mind of this particular concert that was going on at that time for maximum damage. It was a terroristic attack as a singular wolf that was reporting back to a cell. Once more, absolutely no logical paper trail or any other form of communication has been addressed to that particular conspiracy. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. AOL News reported it within an hour that ISIS uh, AOL is not my to-go-to. Correct. They they give me a uh, oh, wait a minute, you might want to look at this. Oh, no, no, I, I understand. And routers reported mm-hmm. it. Oh, no, 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 so, I understand. They reported that ISIS took credit for it. What I'm doing is looking at the three different ways that supposedly ISIS was involved. Okay? Uh, the fact that he was, and, and, and the whole thing of him being a converted Islamic Muslim who went on the extreme in three months, that's the conspiracy that I'm putting I'm putting in that box that I'm putting in the back shelf. And I'll explain why in just a minute. As soon as you hear me out, I think you'll understand. And I think 
that the final outcome of this is going to be extremely coldly and horrifically clear. The second one is we've had some people speculate that maybe he was forced by ISIS. It's called blood and silver for those who, you know, that, that, that's one of the terms. The other term is, is you know, basically taking a, a, an unbelieving Muslim or an kafir, or an, uh, uh, which is a non-Muslim, or an uh, infidel, which is an anti-Muslim, basically taking one of these individuals and threatening them with bodily harm or with their family, you know, this type of thing, to carry out extreme horrific acts, and then said entity takes credit for it. Meanwhile, the kafir or infidel or, you know, whatever you want to call them uh, is dealt with. Okay. Now, that's, that's a pretty plausible situation, possibly, except for there's a few inconsistencies here. Uh, one of the inconsistencies they have is that the only guy that he really had close family were walking around and no one, you know, they didn't disappear. They weren't under threat. They weren't under duress. Uh, his girlfriend, he had just sent to the Philippines two weeks prior and transferred $100,000 to her to buy property there. Uh, it doesn't sound like this guy was underneath any type of extreme duress by some secret society that wanted him to go ahead and do these horrific things, except for, and this is the conspiracy theory, of course, is that the reason he got rid of his girlfriend was that so they couldn't kill the girlfriend when it was done. We're going to put a pin in this one, and the only reason we are is because as we go through and I get the rest of the information out so that I've sifted through, that's, a, that's route one. Route two with ISIS involvement. He was working with the FBI and he was working with the ATF and he was doing secret gun deals with ISIS to go ahead and either infiltrate the cells, get more information, or deliberately arm them in our country for false flag attacks. This one is huge and it has to be digested slowly because it sounds so incredible. Yes. We've had precedents for this one. We've had, you know, Fast and Furious. We've had uh, the, the, the bombing that happened in Boston. The individuals, the two brothers were actually individuals who were being handled by the FBI here. We know this. They actually had to come out and admit it. And they got, they, they managed to, um, you know, slip their chains, if you will. We've had situations where we've had events of training, quote unquote, or we've had, um, crisis situations, quote-unquote, in close quarters with actual horrific events that have occurred in the United States. And it's been an increasing amount that's been occurring that um, has that we have been seeing uh, of said situations where it starts to point more and more at our own government trying to literally terrify us into submission. This is one that I have been very carefully studying. Now, I was hoping that some of my buddies who happen to be uh, special forces or who happen to have worked with assault, full-on assault firearms, this type of thing would have called in because there are some critical elements of this that, that need to be addressed when it comes to strength and, and, and duration. However, so we're, we're going to look at that. So the second thing that we're looking at with that particular entity is that what we have seen when it has actually occurred we have seen this regurgitation of massive amount of information to the point where you really could not comprehend what the truth was and what it was in a massive you know, conspiracy theories came out. Sandy Hook's a prime example. Right after Sandy Hook, there was so much information shoved at us 
that we may never know the truth of what really occurred that day. There was uh, the other gunman conspiracy. There was the the um, the fact that this kid had um, you know stolen the weapon, or he hadn't been stolen the weapon. No, there was three of them. There was two of them. Twenty-two kids died. No, seven kids. There was so much information being shoved at us that we had no idea. Hi, baby. We had no idea about what we were actually going to hear and what truly happened. And then we had this massive blackout of actual physical evidence. So massive regurgitation of information, horrific public, uh, you know, act, and then a complete blackout. We even have some speculating that this did not really occur. And the challenge with that, I'm going to throw that one out right now because we have way too many individual, we have way too many individual videos and photos of two, hundreds and hundreds of people there with all fairly consistent but different angles for this to have not occurred. We've also had people come forward that we did not see in other situations like this who have come forward and said, yeah, I worked on this guy. Um, we heard about the Marine who stole the, the, the truck, you know, some guy he found that had keys still in it to go ahead and, and transport 30 people to the hospital, uh, check the verification with the hospitals. And yes, they were full of actual victims. So this is not something that that did not occur. And if you're one of those that thinks it did not occur, I can't you. I can't that's beyond like logic. It, it's gone. Bye bye. You you just you just too stubborn to to hear anybody. But this angle that we've been hearing more and more of government, 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 we're starting to see more and more of the pieces starting to tie together when it comes to this. Backdoor arms deal, backdoor arms deals, when it comes to the fact that he actually was filming himself, which is something that you do when it comes to an undercover. Um, when, when, you hear, when you see the massive amount of firearms that were in the room, when you recognize the fact that, um, and once more, if I'd had an expert, this would have been even more solid for me to discuss with you. But when you have, hey, Porky, I can see you there. Um, when you have individuals who's actually fired fully automatic assault firearms such as saws and this type of thing they can tell you it takes a huge amount of physical exertion and control these are not your simple kickback ar-15 these are monsters and for an individual to stand at that window and literally literally fire 500 to 1,000 rounds at a time through one of these firearms it takes a tremendous amount of stamina, and this guy just did not have that physical capability. There is no way looking at him and looking at his physical prowess. I don't care if he was Superman or wearing a metal vest underneath it to prop himself up. There is no way he could have physically handled the full-on 10 minutes of firing that has been recorded. Now, this has come from multiple sources, and it's come from multiple experts, what you're also looking at is the fact that the room in and of itself, if, if he had been firing that long, okay, first off, these weapons jam. These bad boys jam. They're beasts. So when you're feeding them, you're going to get jams. And for you to have to pull back that, that lever to go ahead and rip out that jam and belt feed it again or, or pop in another one, you know, however they're going to use it, whether it's a drum, belt, or barrel – or magazine, um, the, the, the strength that it would take to have to continue to do this 
it's most of our special forces are, are actually looking at this saying there's no way there's no way this happened so you have that then like i said the massive amount of firearms if it's a backdoor gun steal with the government sanctioning it that would explain exactly why they had so many guns there why the hotel had turned a blind eye why the fbi had turned a blind why nobody noticed this 60 something odd man near man going up and down the stairs or in the elevators with duffel bags and gun bags and this type of thing of course not so the conspiracy theory that that, that i think at this point fits this concept that he was actually working for the government. One of the other things that's come up that's inconsistent with this, he was an accountant. He was a real estate developer. He was a a bookie. He was um, an entrepreneur. All these different stories of where he came from and what he did, and often he's just out there. There's no, there's no backstory. Anybody who's ever really studied a, a serial killer or a mass murderer, for instance, let's say Richard Speck, Richard Speck killed 14. For those of you who don't know the name, Richard Speck was a man who broke into a nursing sorority house, and he slaughtered 14 terrified sorority girls. The only one who managed to survive was one that crawled underneath the bed, and she was lucky enough that he had he had miscounted. He had thought he'd gotten them all. We knew from start to finish, from the time he'd been born until the time he had been captured, his life cycle. We knew everything about him. Why? Because there was nothing to hide. We knew Ted Bundy's life story. Why? Because there was nothing to hide. Uh, Charles Manson, same thing. Even with him having a very colorful background and being a nomad, we still knew everything about it. Yet this guy, Paddock, he has stories all over the place. He's consistently a high gambler, high-end gambler. Uh, we do know that he used to frequent a Starbucks on a regular basis with his girlfriend, who was, for all intents and purposes, what they call a high-end hostess. It's Las Vegas speak for a call girl who happens to be very pricey. We know that he was rather rude and and con- condescending to her, uh, per witnesses, that he owned her, basically, because he paid for her. And we know that when he was in Las Vegas, he gambled hard. That's all we know. We know from his brother, he was quite an assuming person. We have not heard where he was raised. We have not heard what he did. We have not heard what type of kid he was. None of the backstory that you normally get when it comes to a truly horrific individual. Charles Whitman is a prime example. Once Charles Whitman was killed and we knew who that was, he was, for those who don't know, he was the sniper at the campus who who took out, I believe it was 30 people. Um, Charles Whitman was uh, back in the, the 50s, and uh, it was a horrific story. But anyway, we, we knew from, we knew his parents' name, we knew from start to finish. Yet this guy all of a sudden comes out of a black hole, and he's everything and nothing. Got a lot of money to throw around, 100000 to go ahead and get real estate over in, in, um, in the Philippines for his girlfriend, who is actually an Australian citizen, by the way. Uh, we know that he, you know, gambled heavy. We know he had a lot of fire. We don't know anything about this guy. I have looked. I haven't been able to find him in the white pages. I haven't been able to find any type of LLC under his name or any type of business out there publicly underneath his name. 
I have not been able to find any financial paper trail to show where he was getting his funding. Now, that's something, folks, you have to understand. Never underestimate your lowly accountant because we can find anything. I can trace down where you've been and who you've been with and how you have been by simply looking at your bank account statement. And yet we don't have anything like that on this guy. He had a gambler's card. But yet when I tried to trace his name to see if he was a, uh, a, a repeat customer, as we've been told, I don't see anything. Uh, some of that stuff, yes, it's, it happens to be locked down, and I myself do not have the capability of looking. But did you hear me earlier when I said I went to my friends who work the dark web and Anon and those who actually have created some of that dark web? They are having a challenging time putting together the pieces of a pure picture for this guy. His name may not even be truly Paddock. His name may be something else. We don't know. Once more, conspiracy theory at this point. The other thing that we have found out Everything we have, the other thing that we have also found out about this guy. All right. There are multiple reports on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube, and they, they're coming down just as fast as they're being put up. Of three other casinos whose employees said that they had to bail and get home, why isn't the media talking about this, is what they're saying, because of active shooters in their area. It sounds like Las Vegas that night was lit up. All right. The other thing that we're also seeing is we're seeing um, a lot of individuals who were there in the crowd throwing up their personal videos, and they're being taken down just as quickly as they're being put up, showing different shooters. They had an individual who was in the hospital claiming that a security guard in the crowd had shot him and had shot three or four other people. Now, he was very adamant about a security guard, and what's funny is that two videos have come up showing a security guard. Now, those videos, and I'm looking at one right now, it says, you do not have authorization to see this. It has been removed because it violates YouTube's customer service agreement. Hmm. All right. As far as we know, our Stephen Paddock had no familiarity with automatic weapons and no military training. All right. And, but this one, I'm not, I, I'm not, we know that he didn't have any military training because he wasn't in the military but as far as his experience with anything else i'm not going to go there and let me explain why we're going off a hearsay from his brother um who uh he had even admitted that he had not spoken to him for a while but yet he says oh he has no military background he wasn't a gun guy he wasn't an avid gun guy at all but that doesn't mean that he didn't necessarily pick up some training through you know private or government sources if we're going with that conspiracy theory I should not the back of, of, of hotels and this type of thing with ISIS doesn't mean that he didn't pick up enough knowledge and know-how to go ahead and sell these as a gun broker it's just that he didn't talk about it he's not going to talk about it I mean this is one of those things you sit down at the dinner table and say hey honey can you pass the butter oh by the way I sold a bunch of more guns to, to ISIS for the government so you know how was your day it just doesn't happen all right. Um, 
NBC News said that Paddock was gambling as much as $30,000 USD losses per day. Yet he has no money. You know, no, no way that we know of that he was making money. All right. Um, finally, with this particular execution of what occurred, there was, there's just no way that this type of, of, um, there was no way that there was any type of possibility that he would have been able to, in two weeks, as some people speculated because he sent his girlfriend away to the Philippines, um, there was just no way that he could have put together this type of meticulous planning and, and everything in two weeks. And they're right. In order to go ahead and get all of the cameras up there, in order to go ahead and get all of the the um, firepower up there, in order to get all of the individuals in question where they needed to be in order for them to be able to handle uh, the, the, the firepower for the 10 minutes that was going on and then be able to basically – you know, as far as we know at this point, and as far as I am going to speculate logically, in order to bail without being caught, this had to be orchestrated. Uh, real quick, uh, I was supposed to do Facebook Live tonight. There is a massively large amount of lag in my Facebook when I'm trying to do live, so I literally am finishing sentences before my mouth opens. It was too distracting working on that once I get higher strength density with a, a better tower then I'm going to switch over to Facebook Live. So that should answer your question, Porky. Um, so yeah, the, the, the best conspiracy theory that I'm going with at this point, especially considering what we are seeing, is going to be the fact that, you know, that this was something that was planned out. And it was probably something, there was, there was speculation from Anonymous, and I'm about to get into this. Uh, there was actually a post- from anonymous leak that said that ISIS had found out that he was actually going to turn tables on them. They had planned this out. They'd have the firearms there because they were supposed to be there for a gun deal in the first place. And that he, they showed up, they killed him, they did attack themselves, and then they got out. Possible and plausible? Sure. Could it also be that he was gambling and he was getting a higher profile than is is acceptable for these type of clandestine um, um, occupations? And maybe he became too much of an uh, of a liability, so our own government took him out. Possibly, could it be that he knew it was going to happen because he? That's why he sent his girlfriend away. To, to the Philippines, instead of going back to Australia, which is her home country, her, her citizenship, sent her back to the Philippines to visit family because they would have traced her to Australia. Possibly. These are all speculations. But they're all still leaning towards a very clear fact. This guy did not go in there alone, and he did not go in there to shoot up this concert unless he had accomplices. Now, I'm going to warn you guys on a couple of things. Um, as you know, these are all common sense things. You know this. I can no more, in the shape I'm in, at the age I am, I could no more handle that assault rifle 
and I, I'm using assault rifle loosely at this point because you know it's what the media has called it. Um, the, the the fully automatic firearm. Let's go with that. With a bumper. Doesn't matter if it was legal or illegal. It doesn't matter, you know, how it was made into an assault rifle. These still are beasts. Okay. They said he used a bumper. It doesn't matter. That type of, of pounding your body takes is just not capable with somebody in his physical condition. We know this. What we do know is that for whatever reason he was in there filming large amount of firearms, massive amount of firepower that was executed, and he's the only one they found. And all these pictures I've seen, has anybody else noticed there's not a lot of soot? There's not a lot of cordite? Anybody else noticed there's not a lot of brass? Even with the picture of him down dead with the blood, there's no brass. There's there's no... You know, there's nothing to show the mess that would have been there. It, it, it's, it's cleaned up. It, it's compartment. It's sanitized. This is a sanitized execution, as far as I can tell. It could very well be that the reason, as Anonymous has declared, it could very well be that the reason why the FBI is being as resistant as they are to go ahead and come out with the, with the actual story is because... If he was indeed working with ATF and FBI to go ahead and, and lock on cells of, of ISIS terrorists in our country via the gun deal channels, that they realize that they have just armed ISIS. And they've done it at the expense of citizens. We're looking at another Fast and Furious And if you think about it, as sad and horrific as that sounds, this may actually be the one that breaks open that dark underbelly of the government and forces them to expose just how far this corruption goes and how much they've actually armed our enemies against us. Now, before you discount this theory, this is the same government. We're not talking Trump. Trump is new. He's a new kid on the block. We still got some of the old, old in there that we've, you know, that we've managed to go ahead and see. Yes, you did this. This is the old guard who armed Iran. This is the old guard who uh, took down the sanctions on Cuba. This is the old guard who sided with Palestine against Israel. This is the old guard who gave Russia uranium. This is the old guard, once more, fast and furious. This is the old guard that we know has been, have been doing drug exchanges in Cambodia and Colombia and in a lot of South America for cash. We know this. There's a very real possibility, ladies and gentlemen, that what we are looking at is definitely not just government cover-up, but we may be looking at the actual, you know, the cockroaches in the room who just armed our enemies in our own country, and we cannot trace it because the firearms are going to be untraceable based upon the fact that now they have this whole big blow up in their face. They can't have loose endings. They can't have any of this ties. I guarantee you what you're going to hear after this, I give up two weeks. You're not going to hear anything. 
You're not going to hear about where the guns came from. You're not going to hear about how, where he bought them. You're not going to hear anything more about Paddock. It's going to go quiet as a graveyard. Because this is what they do when it comes to a government-executed uh, scenario that's gone bad. They burn it. One of the big glaring holes in this whole thing, this huge glaring hole in this whole thing that no conspiracy theorists I've heard at this point and nothing else has been able to answer. Where's the money trail? I've said it a couple times that I want you to really concentrate on this. Where is his money trail? Because I guarantee you, if he's not making the money now, we have another paddock out there that had to pick up the slack somewhere. And it may very well be at this point that now they're actively engaged with our government and with ISIS. Because we all know there are multiple individuals in our government that would love to see us fail. So, Mike, do you have any thoughts on what I said? Am I completely cuckoo, or what do you think? Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> now, you got some very good valid points, sir. Uh, everything you've been stating, I've been reading myself. And some of it's like, okay. How? Well, it's. And how? Was that gun laying, that rifle, laying across his leg? When he shot himself in the head, and anybody as combat or hunted knows, when you do a headshot, the legs are going to jerk. Mm-hmm. Hands are going to jerk. But not to the well, point where the handgun was above his head. Mm-hmm. No. Well, here's something interesting. You know that they are now finally admitting that there was a second shooter. They've actually yeah, confirmed I it. I figured they would. They finally uh, confirmed up on there the was a speech, but... uh, now, I, I'm going to discount a couple of some of the videos that we have seen, like, um, for instance, the fourth floor strobe. It is a strobe light. Yeah. It has been reported, and we actually have prior video of that exact same area with that strobe light going off. So, it's not a shooter on the fourth floor. The 12th floor Sorry. shooter conspiracy theory that we've been hearing. There is no damage to any of the windows. I have looked repeatedly um, at a live feed. I have looked repeatedly at prior feed. There is no damage coming from those. And the flashes you're seeing are actual reflections of cars and of, of um, strobes and this type of thing that are bouncing off of it. So there was no 12th floor shooter or 12th floor shooter. The only shots that came out were from his room. So that we can go ahead and address. Um, uh, that in the other room, which makes me wonder, until everything come out, that there was a second shooter, which I figured there was, and I told Jill there had been a second shooter. I don't care. There's no way he could get from one window to the other like that, that quick. You know, I'm out of shape and everything, but I can't do that. <laughs> Even when I was in shape. Yeah. Here is a conspiracy that has not been brought up that I personally am looking at and I'm kind of playing with a little bit. And that is, let's take this one step further down the dark path. 
what if his handler in the FBI was the one that killed him and went rogue? That could be. The reason for two rooms? Possibility. Yeah, the reason for two rooms is going to be because in the one room they have their surveillance, and in the other room they're going to have the executed uh, transaction, right? Correct. So, what if his handler actually had was the one that converted, or had always been converted and been a mole in the FBI, and they had planned this out, and that's when they killed him, and, the, and ISIS, the, the, his buyer, who showed up, and the handler were the ones that actually fired the shots. And the reason at this point they're also keeping it low-key is because when you have a government entity that goes rogue, you don't want to put, you're not going to broadcast that. You're not going to tell everybody about it. So my question is, I would like to see a list of the names of the FBI agents who are part of this. So, that's pretty much the story that I had for today. And I wrapped it up a little quicker than I expected to, but... (laughs) Uh, The rogue rogue FBI, I, I, I I can... believe that, because it's happened. It has happened. It's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal, you know, it could very well be, you know, that that's my conspiracy theory that I am walking down and I'm slapping my hand on that button, is I think what happened is he was, he was, he was, um, flipped, I think the FBI handler was flipped, and I think Paddock walked in there, whatever his real name is, even if it could be his real name, we don't know, but... He walked in there not realizing that his executioner was the very man that he'd been feeding information to who'd put him up with ISIS and that this the, the FBI agent has gone rogue. That's what I'm sticking to. With that being said, as of today, there was an arrest here in Washington State of a PTSD-suffering veteran who said that he was going to go on a Las Vegas-style shooting rampage here. I don't believe that. So no, he said he Seriously, was going to. I don't believe that. Right. Well, I'm that. not saying it's. I'm not saying it's part and parcel. I'm saying right. that we're going to have copycats. Right. And this guy, he high-speed chase over 100 miles per hour, crashed into a diesel, crashed into another car before they caught him. There were no firearms found at that at the time, but um. The fact of the matter is, is that we've, it's been kind of locked in, but that's why he was arrested, was because he said he was going on a killing spree like Las Vegas. So uh, He must have either been a vet that washed out uh, basic training, which uh-uh. is not a vet. Combat vet. No, it's a combat no. vet. So no, a I combat can actually send you the link. Huh? Well, you know, I, w- I would not be surprised. Actually, I know a couple of combat vets who would who would actually do this at this point because they are so disgruntled with the VA system or they're disgruntled with how they've been treated as veterans. Um, then they'd go after the VA. They wouldn't go after innocent civilians. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, Remember, not all veterans are good. Vets stick together and vets, no. I may be old school, but... So, again, the thing is, is that um, that's one of the big things that we're talking about. So, 
Now, let's go ahead and jump to the other side of this issue. Whether you are for or against firearms, what I'm going to tell you next is going to either make you very, very happy or very, very angry, and you knew it was coming. As I continuously say on my show, you need to be aware that this is an electional year, electoral year, election year, and whether or not you are for or against what is going on at this point, if your resident candidate, your individual sitting in that office representing you is voting present or voting against how you believe, this is the year to get them out. Sorry to say, guys, you're not going to see any type of sudden legislation pushed through. I talked to one of my buddies who follows politics very closely, uh, Rick Hall, wonderful guy, by the way. Um, and he told me they cannot push any legislation until January. So if you're for gun bans or if you're against gun bans, January is a place to start looking. Start looking out there on the websites of your local um, governor's house and on, on the whitehouse.gov to see what bills are being pushed up there. We already have two here in Washington that I'm watching very carefully that were dead but have been revived. We have now a push to get rid of bumpers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be perfectly honest. I considered myself to be gun savvy until this story broke. I didn't know what a bumper was. I had to ask my husband. I mean, Mike, I'm sure you did, right? Oh, I exactly. I knew exactly what they were. I had no clue. Because of the VA, I cannot own a firearm, but I am strict pro 2A, and I keep up with everything. Right. Well, I didn't know. And when I'm, you know, the polls I'm seeing, we're talking like 80, 90 percent of the people didn't know what a bumper was, and yet also we got the call for a bumper ban. It's kind of that gut reaction. Oh, we've had something horrible happen. Ban. You know. But we didn't see a ban. Good. You know, a thumper in military terms is uh, a 40 millimeter grenade gun, a single shot. Oh. That's a thumper. No, no, bumper. Right. Right, bumper. A bump. Right. Yeah, that's something that simulates automatic. Right, it gets in there and instead of having it. Yeah, what it does is it gets in there and it pulls that trigger for you faster than your finger can. Um, but the thing is, the thing is, to be perfectly honest, um, the, the knee-jerk reaction on this is, is par for the course. And now we're starting to see people crying for bans on silencers again. The, the silencer bill is dead. Um, you know, we're starting to see that the gun control, gun control, it happens after every single one of these. If you're pro-2A, ladies and gentlemen, if you are pro-2A, now is the time to start harassing your representatives. They need to dread coming into work knowing if they're against it, if they have voted continuously against the the Second Amendment. If you are pro-2A, now is time to go in and make sure that your representative knows if you are against the Second Amendment, because remember, my show is not pro or con when it comes to how I view. This is to wake people up and have them start rationally discussing with each other politics once more. If you're against the 2A, now is the time to get a hold of your representative and make sure that they're dreading going into work if they're for the 2A, knowing you're there. 
You need to become active because if you're sitting on the fence, you're allowing someone else to have your voice. You are allowing someone else to make that choice. And your representative needs to know where his constituents stand or else they find themselves in law-law land pulling these figures out of the air that whether or not you're for or against the 2A, whether you're for or against guns, what these representatives are saying are facts because they believe them are simply not so. When I heard that there was a senator out there who honestly said an AR-15 can shoot down an airplane, how about the senator who said that a gun that doesn't have bullets in it can still fire? What about the other senator who said that an AR-15 can shoot 4,000 rounds per second? I mean, doesn't matter if you're for or against. I want one of me them guns. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, I don't care if you're for or against. Make sure that you've got an intelligent, logical individual who's representing you. Because right now, there isn't. Very few up in the hill actually are making logical sense. Trey Gowdy makes logical sense. Rand Paul makes, uh, yeah, Dr. Paul. Rand Paul makes logical sense. Okay. Paul Ryan, he's flipping in the wind whichever way he thinks he's going to survive. When you've got Maxine Waters over here, and you've got Robinson, and you've got um, McConnell and, um, and uh, McCain spouting nonsense, it just makes you look foolish if you're supporting them. So if you're against guns, now's the time to get a logical individual in that office. If you're for guns, now is the time to get a logical person in that office. And if you don't vote, if you don't vote, you have no right to speak. You have no right to complain about what happens afterwards. Exactly. The final message I'm going to have about this whole shooter thing. Separating all the conspiracy, the tragedy that occurred, the horrific tragedy that occurred was actually not the deaths or the wounded. It really wasn't. The true tragedy occurred afterwards when hundreds took to Twitter and Facebook to celebrate the death of fellow Americans because they assumed that they were at a country concert, so they assumed they were pro-Trump. The thousands of tweets that I saw and the hundreds of messages I saw from supposedly mature adults celebrating this horrific event shows how schismed we are. I have a projection, folks, and it's one that I have not wanted to make. But here is what I think. There is going to be another civil war. And it is not going to be on state lines. It is going to be a tragically short one because most of the country happens to believe a certain way, as we saw this last vote. The country went red. However, amongst a lot of those areas 
are those who are fanatically, acidically hateful and insane with their rage. And they are going to beg for the bloodshed. It's already happening. We've already started looking at it. We've already started seeing it. And those are going to happen, and it's going to continue until the average American citizen finally says enough, and there's going to be a hurting. It's going to be a cleansing, and it's going to be ugly. And I don't know if we as Americans can survive what happens after. Once you've cold a nation, you become weaker. And, and Mike, I think you understand what I'm talking about here. Oh, yeah. You know, once you've cold a nation... A nation of, divided cannot stand, or a house divided cannot stand. Correct. A house divided cannot stand. But the thing is, it's so... The fact of the matter is, is that it's such a small percentage of our nation that actually feels this way. But the nation as a whole is going to suffer when that cancer is cut out. And yes, I am going to call it a cancer. When you hate somebody so blindly because of who they voted for that you celebrate in the possibility of their death, and you don't even know them, that's a cancer. That is a cancer. And the fact of the matter is, when that cancer is excised, the body's going to be weak. In the midst of this war is where I think the real ugly rearing of heads is going to be. And it's not going to be Antifa. It's going to be ISIS. It's going to be the underground. It's going to be the shadow government. And they're going to make their play then. We need to be prepared uh, as Americans. Antifa is a tool. Antifa is a tool. That's all yeah. they are. They're like oh, yeah. uh, Hitler's brown shirts. Uh-huh. Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot in common with Antifa. And Hitler's brown shirts. Mm-hmm. Huh. There is. Just a second. Just Imagine a second. That. On that note, on that note, <laughs> I don't get to play with those very often. You are correct. <laughs> but, but the thing is, what's going to happen is it's going to hurt, and it's going to divide. I don't know if we as a nation will be able to sustain afterwards what comes, because the world is going to turn and look at us and realize that we just cut out a small portion of ourselves that represented the world's mentality. Uh, that concerns uh, me. Uh, America will not fall from outside source. It will fall from within. Oh, no. But so far, we've seen how close we came from the outside working within because of our last can- of the last president. He was very much for, for globalism. He was very much for, for um, uh, deconstructing America and turning it into a globalist entity. Uh, whether you agree with Obama or not, the fact of the matter is that was his agenda, and he made it very clear that, that the nationalism in the Republic of the United States he was going to do as much as possible to undermine to make it a globalist part of the niche. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think I've said doom and gloom enough tonight. I would like to go ahead and leave you with a couple of thoughts. And first one, yes, it's going to get dark. We've been seeing it coming for a while. We've been talking about it. We've been hiding behind our, our comfy houses and our television sets. But it's gotten to the point now you can't even turn on TV without seeing the the, the insane hatred that's occurring at this point. It's coming. Prepare yourself. Prep yourself. Make sure that whether what whatever side you're on, make sure you pick it 
and you pick it well. This is not a time for emotion. This is not a time to be logically... This is a time for logic. This is not a time for you to be emotionally vesting. It is a time for you to look hard at where you stand and determine what you need to do. Now, I do have a sad note as of this last week. Uh, I have to change my sponsorship. Contra Radio Network, uh, John will be on on Wednesday. He's talking about current events. I am going to be on on Friday night, 6 p.m., with Contra Dawn Radio, talking about conspiracy theories and politics logical. We now have an open slot for Ladies of the Watch, as Julie has, due to personal reasons, has decided to, to step out. And we may also have uh, other slots available, if anybody's interested. I mean, Mike, that's something you may be thinking about, is because we no longer have a prepper. You may want to do your own radio show. <laughs> nah, I just like calling in and talking. Well, who knows? You, you know, why don't you go ahead and kick some of your members and, and go ahead and get them up there where they can go ahead and come in on round robin. Um, now, that's what I was trying to get thing. Julie to do. I know. She, she has other things just going on right now. I've got a question for you guys on a more adult nature. And I haven't even run this by John, so he's going to kill me. <laughs> How would you guys feel about having a block of time where we played on the air with a cross, you know, where we played crimes against humanity? Cool. Let John, yeah, let John know that, how you feel about it. Let uh, you know, let me know how you feel about it. Post to Contra Radio Network and find out if you like the idea. Spread it around. I think that it'd be kind of a fun way to go ahead and do and realize, guys, if you're going to be tuning into the show and you don't know what Crimes Against Humanity is, it is not for children. Okay, it is not <laughs> for children. It is not PC. They will hear very, very, very naughty things. So. Make sure that oh, yeah. if, if you, this is something you want to do, I'll be more than happy to, to run it. Um, I've got three or four decks that are coming in. My husband doesn't know this. It's a surprise to him. And, uh, yeah, let's see what you guys think. I think it'd be great to go ahead and get a, a, a show together once a, once a week and having us just go ahead and be hedonistic and, and non-PC. So let me know what you think. Thank you very much for, for joining me, Mike. Um, and don't oh, yeah. forget his, you know, his website. Make sure that you go check it out. He's got some awesome, awesome prepping and self-sustainment stuff. He also has some really fantastic advice. And a lot of his group, they're seasoned. They're seasoned well. They've actually either been through it or they have lived and trained for it. So please, go check them out. Porky, thank you so much for joining us. We're still trying to get Northern Ireland to wake up and get rid of... of the queen, <laughs> I can say that here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing Iron from you. Iron Slante the person. Um, and <laughs> what we'll do is uh, next week, the conspiracy theory that I want to, unless something happens, next week the conspiracy theory I'm tackling is going to be November 4th, is anti-fa or anti-can't. All right? Good, good, so, good. Tune in next week, guys. All right. You take care. You too, sir. Night.